a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level and This week on the Million Dollar Plan, action. That's right. How you taking action will change your financial life. We're going to look at it at several different angles. But first, to begin the conversation, I want to send you to PeteThePlanner.com. That's right, you just got here. You just started listening, and I've now redirected your focus to somewhere else, which makes me, I think, dumb. But go to PeteThePlanner.com. As we talk through this today, there are three specific ways you can take action, uh, three different e-books, uh, three different paths of your financial life. Are things going poorly? Let's uh, let's help you stabilize those. Are things going okay? Eh, okay, let's take it to the next level. And are things going great? Well, let's really get busy and put together a plan for you. So those are your three paths at PeteThePlanner.com. Do that. But today's discussion of action will attack this from all different angles. Uh, first, here in this uh, first bit, this first run, this first segment, the first sesh, we're going to talk about action versus reaction. Segment number two, seven things you can do right now which create the future you want. Man, that is tight. That sounds like a. That sounds like you'd have to give someone your email address and then they'd let you download that. I'm just going to let you listen to it now. And then finally, what is the financial equivalent of a Fitbit? I had all sorts of thoughts around that. But I happen to wear a Fitbit right now. And it has me uh, on a daily basis thinking about activity. What's the, what's the financial equivalent of that? We'll explore that in uh, segment three. And of course, biggest waste of money of the week. Action versus reaction. So earlier this week, I, I sat with a fella who expressed probably the last, I'd say maybe even 10 years of his life, this sort of a meander. You know, he, he makes a decent amount of money. Life happened a couple times. It cost him a few thousand dollars here and there. It was very discouraging to him. Has about 20, 25,000, maybe $30,000 of consumer debt that he's trying to pay off. Which, not to sidetrack us, but you know, that's how the show works. Uh, I was talking to the guy, he's like, I got a ton of debt. And I was like, okay, like what, a hundred? And he was like, a hundred thousand. And I was like, yeah, a hundred thousand. He's like, no, 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 I don't have a hundred thousand. I have twenty thousand. So you know, when people say they have a lot of debt, it's all relative, right? I, I I talked to someone twenty minutes before that guy, and the person's like, I got a lot of debt, and they were like, I said, how much? They said twenty five hundred. So it really is all relative, right? Anyway, so it turns out that this guy he, he was wanting to take action on his financial life, but a he didn't know what activity or what action would lead to him wanting to do another action. I mean, that, that's the big part of, of our conversation today is if you take action in your financial life and it's a, like a one-time deal, what's, what's the point? You need to do something that encourages you to act again. You know, again, we're going to talk in the third segment a lot about how a Fitbit does this from a fitness standpoint or an activity tracker, as they call it in the biz. But the thing about an activity tracker is it's not like you wear it once, you get 10,000 steps, and you're like, okay, I think my work here is done. It's supposed to create a habit, a behavior. So let's, let's structurally create some action uh, as opposed to reaction in your financial life right now. So to me, 
and, and I, I guess I'm about to mansplain action to you. Um, I want to make sure that we are proactive as opposed to reactive. You, you, you will take action. It's just whether you're going to be forced to take action or whether you consciously um, pre-plan that action, which would be proaction. So uh, let, let's start here. At the very least, and you look, when you think about your financial life, you need to make sure your financial life works in the next 30 days. I know how silly that might sound, but for so many people, as they, as they try to determine what do I do in my financial life, they truly don't know. Truly. I mean, even people that have got plenty of income, plenty of assets, plenty of intelligence, they don't know what the next 30 days of their financial life looks like. And I don't mean because they make a commission income. I, I mean, because their spending is so nuts. And more specifically, they do not know what their surplus or shortage will look like over a 30 day period. And most people should know exactly how much money is left over at the end of a 30 day period from an income versus an expenses standpoint. If you don't, that's a pretty big problem because it sets you up to react. The last thing you want to do is live your financial life based on reaction alone. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to have to react and you're going to have to make good decisions and you're going to have to make sure that your decisions to an event don't create an emergency. A lot of people think that an event happened and that's the emer happens and that's in the emergency. I can tell you that's not the truth. The truth is of events, bad things, good things happen all the time. The emergency comes with uh, your reaction to said uh, event right? If you put yourself in a worse jam, then that's the problem. So in the next 30 days, in the next 30 days, what does your financial life look like? How much money should be left over? And why don't we go ahead and plan what to do with the money that's left over? Now, I, I know what you're thinking. I've done this a few times. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to do that is what you're thinking. I don't want to know What's money is going to be left over? And how? some of you may even think, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? It's as easy as grabbing a couple bank statements. Really, it really is. Grab two months worth of bank statements. Look at your beginning balance, the beginning of the month, the ending balance, and the end of the month, and look for a few different months and say, what's left over? Or are we going backwards? If you're going backwards, then you are living a life of reaction. You are not in control. You are not in the driver's seat. You are in the back of an Uber and the guy will not turn on the air condition and you roll down the window and he gives you side eye, side eye and then he locks the window and then you, you feel like it might be the last ride of your life. I'm just saying I've been there. You need to be in the driver's seat. You know, I know that that's just a metaphor or an analogy with one of them. My wife's an English teacher. I should know these things. Uh, but if I'm not driving a car, honestly, like physically driving a car, I get car sick. I have to think that's some sort of metaphysical reaction to not being in control. I get car sick every time I'm in a car in which I am not driving. Every time. No matter who's driving, no matter how far we're going, I get car sick. I think that has to do with me being a control freak. Anywho, in the next 30 days, does your financial life work? And if it does, what are you going to do with the surplus? And by the way, it does not work unless you have a surplus. Your financial life is not working unless you have a surplus. Even breaking even is completely unrealistic. 
It, it just is. You can't consistently break even unless you've got a bunch of planned savings in there. And maybe if you listen to this show frequently, you do have a bunch of planned savings in there. How did I get this far into the show? And I'm down two bullet points of about 20. Well, this is, this is going to go long. <laughs> next up. All right, so we've got the next 30 days. Let's see if we can replicate that. Is your plan to become uh, a proactive entity, is it sustainable through a quarter? A quarter. November, December, January. That's a quarter. It's not an actual uh, calendar quarter, but it's three months. So a quarter to me, it's three months slammed together. Can you create proactive activities for three months in a row and get a desired result? Now, here's the challenge. Life will always happen. You will have your ups. You will have your downs. You will have your expensive months. You will have your you know, cheap months or inexpensive months. You just will. Can you stack three months of positive activity on top of each other? One, two, three. If you can, then we, we start to create this momentum that creates a, a healthy environment. Later on the show, we're going to talk about seven things you can do right now, like today, like as you're listening, to create the financial future you want. And they're all activities, of course. But if you can sustain three months worth of positive outcomes, you have momentum and you're on your way. The, the fella I was referencing earlier that's been struggling for about meandering, I should say, for about 10 years, we created a plan of action for him. And you could see the, the light bulb go on. Because sometimes you, what, what we fail to, to realize is if you do A, B will happen and B is what you want. But unless, the, the, you don't, unless you have the right A, then you'll never see B. The guy was trying to pay off a bunch of debt and he was just doing it in a weird way. And so he never saw the end game, which, which can be really frustrating. He was totally frustrated, totally discouraged, just walked around discouraged all the time. Like there's nothing he could do to change his financial life. So once you've got a quarter sustained, then we're, then we're saying, all right, let's grab a calendar. Let's look at the year. Tax refund comes here. License plate registration is due here. Family vacations here. I mean, you have to look through the calendar so you can understand that there are going to be activities that you have every year. And if they surprise you, you're in trouble. It always slays me that people are surprised every year by tax season. They're surprised every year by Christmas. Look, if you're a Christian and you celebrate Christmas, it turns out Jesus was born on a particular day and that day hasn't changed. Know Jesus' birthday and it'll help you buy gifts for other people. Just remember the birthday. You know, I don't get religious on this show. Why would I? But if you celebrate Christmas, Jesus' birthday does not change. It should not surprise you. It, 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 it drives me crazy when people say, well, we, we're having a rough start to the year because we're still paying off Christmas. Why would you do that to yourself? You're buying Christmas gifts for a bunch of other people. It, it makes no sense. You've got to be in more control than that. You've got you to have proactive activities. Coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. Seven activities you can do right now. Right now. Like, truly right now. will change your financial life. That's next. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Hey, 
question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Renew my brand again. Revamp All right, there were seven activities, and I'm sure there are more than seven, but look, I came up with seven. I mean, I'm pro there are probably hundreds, but I came up with seven. There are seven activities you can do right now that create momentum and create uh, the sort of uh, results that you want. I mean, that's what we're trying to, I mean, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. I'm not suggesting that I'm trying to teach you the same thing as I'm trying to teach my kids, but it's what I'm trying to teach myself. If I eat a, a triple cheeseburger, the result is that it's just duct taped to my thigh. I'm trying to teach my children that if they don't clean up their room in the event, uh, in the moment they get done playing with the toy, then their room's going to be a mess. And then they're going to have to spend an hour cleaning their room later. What I'm telling you is if we do positive activities, the results will be positive. I mean, there are positive consequences. I wonder if you can use the word consequences in a positive way. I think so. We're going to go with yes. Probably not. Here we go. Seven things you can do right now. Probably even as you're listening, unless you're driving. Unless you're driving. Number one. And, and these are small things. And some of them seem insignificant. Okay, so here, here, here's a challenge to any of you. If you can legitimately tell me you do all seven of these things, email me or send me a tweet. You have to somehow prove it because I'm, I'm going to call you out on your BS for lying to me. I will send you a, a daily desktop calendar for 2017. I know. It must feel like you just won the lottery. That's how people feel when they see that all the numbers match. That feeling you feel right now, that's what it feels like to win the lottery. Anyway, if you do all these seven of these things and you uh, email me or hit me on Twitter, I will uh, send you a free desktop calendar, okay? 365 days to change. It's got my beautiful face on it without my beard. Here we go. Number one, make a $50 debt payment today. Yeah, just 50 bucks. It's 50 bucks. Go into your account and send 50 bucks to your lowest balance debt. I don't really care what it is. Your lowest balance debt, send an extra $50. This will not affect your next payment. And, and by affected, I mean it should not lower your next payment. It is trying to uh, pay back the principal on whatever debt you have as quickly as you can. So add another 50 bucks. So that's activity number one. Activity number two. Log on to your uh, company's benefits page, your employer's benefits page, and increase your 401k percentage by 1%. If you're putting 4% in, I'm gonna do the math for you. You take four, you add one, it gives you five. If you're at 10, add one, it takes you 11. So here's the thing though, this is, this is more expensive than the $50 debt payment. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know. Let's, uh, let's say you make uh, $30,000 uh, for your life and you are putting in 1% more, that's a $300, uh, commitment for the year. Okay. So obviously if, if, if you are making $80,000 a year, it's an $800 commitment. Yeah. I don't have to keep doing the math for you. So, so far we've got to make a $50 debt payment on your lowest balance debt. Number two is increase your 401k percentage by 1%. If you make 50 grand a year, that's 500 bucks. And you've made a $50 debt payment. 
So, so far, these two activities that took you probably a minute each just cost you $550. And by cost, I mean you've moved your net worth forward by 550 bucks. That's me uh, sipping coffee. The coffee shop by my studio, because I, I, I record uh, and I, I, I broadcast from uh, the studios in our offices, they have this honey roasted coffee now. It's the craziest thing you've ever tasted in your life. So you taste coffee, and then as, as it, the aftertaste comes, it's, it's honey, roasted honey, and it's unbelievable. It makes you feel like angels are around and things. Not that you're dead. All right, number three, activity number three. Set up auto savings on your savings account. Okay, so go into your checking and savings account. Set up some auto savings. I don't care what it is. It can be whatever you want. Five bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, I don't care. I don't believe in the sweep only method. It's where you look at your checking account at the end of the month and just sweep money over. I don't believe in that methodology. I don't believe it works. I think you need auto savings. So I don't know how much it just cost you right there because I'm going to leave that one at your discretion. So, so far, if you're trying to win the desktop calendar, doesn't this feel a little bit like uh, Let's Make a Deal? Did you ever watch that show? What was that host's name? I'm totally spacing it. He was a classic. Let's make a deal. Anyway, uh, number four, take a pile of stuff to Goodwill. Yeah, I don't just take a lamp. Take, take your wife's shorts. Take, take a pile of stuff to Goodwill. Every time I declutter my house and my life and, and my bedroom and my drawers, every time I declutter, I feel more in control. When your life is uh, figuratively or literally cluttered, your finances will be cluttered too. Take a pile of stuff to Goodwill. That action will help you more than you ever realize. So that's number four. Number five. Now this, I, I usually don't, what I'm about to say, I never say. But I often mean, I'm just saying it fine. I don't know why I've been reluctant to say this. Number five, open a Vanguard account or a Betterment account. I don't care which one. One's not necessarily better than the other. I'm sure one is better than the other. I don't know, just not getting into which one I think it is. Open a Vanguard account or a Betterment account. Here's, here's why. They are both super inexpensive investing accounts. And they will get your money rolling. They're inexpensive. They're very simple. You can do the Vanguard S&P 500 index. This is not investment advice. It's just the, it, to me, it's the easiest way to begin investing outside of your retirement plan at work because they're slick, they're easy, they're intuitive, Vanguard or Betterment. And no, I don't really care what the market's going to do. <clears throat> you hear my voice just do that weird? I sounded like Lindsay Lohan for a second there. Did you hear that? We're both redheads, lots of freckles. Okay, so that's number five. So, so far, if you're, if, you're, if you're going for the desktop calendar... I just hit the cough button. If we're going for the desktop calendar, you so far a $50 debt payment to your lowest balance debt, increase your 401k percentage by uh, 1%, set up auto savings from your checking to your savings. I don't care the amount you choose. Take a pile of stuff to Goodwill or Salvation Army or your local men's or women's shelter, whatever. Uh, number five, open a Vanguard or Betterment account. And don't email me and say I already have one. Okay, 
don't need that. I'm, t- I'm looking for activity, not excuses. <laughs> Number six. This one generally only applies if you have a kid. So this just got weird, didn't it? Open a 529 plan for your child. Now, I am paid by uh, the Indiana uh, State 529, College Choice 529 Savings Plan to convince people to put money into a 529 via their commercials, via their advertisements. Why do some people say advertisements as opposed to advertisements? Has that not just blown your mind over the years? Remember the first time you heard the word advertisements and you're like, I don't even know what that is. And then and then you figure out it's just someone saying advertisements in a different pronunciation. And it's mind-boggling. You what do we it truly they, there are two types of people in this world. People that say advertisement and some people who say advertisement. Advertisement sounds cooler if we're being honest, but it also is pretty obnoxious. Anywho, I do advertisements for the 529 plan. Me telling you to open a 529 plan for your kid's college education right now, that's not me being paid uh, to do an advertisement. It is instead me, unsolicited, telling you to do it. Do it. Your kid's college education can ruin your retirement. And you could be like, no, I, I say that all day. No, but it will. I, I can't emphasize this enough. I, I had the great fortune to talk to one of my good friends the other day who is a leading expert in the student loan industry. I can't give you too many details about who this person is for lots of different reasons, but I can tell you this guy knows more about student loans than truly just about anyone on the planet. And we were talking about this very topic, the idea that people don't realize with with the college funding problem that's out there, college funding is going to ruin retirement. Because student loan max caps, the amount of student loans a student can take out, is not growing as fast as tuition. Therefore, parents are forced, quote unquote, uh, forced to fund their kids' education via parent plus loans. Then finally, number seven, the seventh activity this week that I want you to take action on right now. Schedule a money meeting. Now, if you have a significant other, I'm sorry, they're a pain. Uh, but you still need to schedule a meeting with them. So I know some of you listen to the show with your significant other. You listen to the podcast together or you listen to it separately and discuss. It's like Oprah's book club without Oprah and without books and there's no club. But schedule a money meeting. It should take 20 minutes to 30 minutes. Again, I, I told you a million times, I like the fifth of the month for a money meeting. I think it helps you uh, round out the previous month and start off the nice month or the new month in a nice way, bigly. (laughs) So those are your seven activities. If you can prove to me you've done all seven in a day or two, 48 hours, I will send you a calendar. Number one, make a $50 debt payment. Number two, increase your 401k percentage by 1%. Number three, set up auto savings to your uh, savings account from your checking account. Number four, take a pile of stuff to goodwill. Number five, open a Vanguard or Betterment account. Yeah, I am just reading this. Number six, open a 529 plan for your child. And number ske- seven, schedule a money meeting. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to email me and say, already have this, already have this. I just did this. I, then this, this offer is not for you. I'm trying to get people off the porch, buddy. Remember those, uh, like the clothing line was a big dog. You remember that? This is like a nineties thing. You got to get around with the big dogs. You got to get off the porch. Do you remember that clothing line? Or am I just totally making this up? I feel like I had a shirt that said, like, how's the view from the back or something. Which uh, Actually, that sounds... I'm going to go to the break now. 
Okay, because I don't think I can explain that away. It was meant to say they're in second place. I'm in first, but okay. Um, I'm Pete the Planner. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. All right, so I wear a Fitbit. I do. And uh, I have a lot of friends who wear Fitbits. Activity trackers, they're bracelets, they're watches. They tell you how many times you moved. And they're activity trackers. The whole point is how much action have you taken? And you can look at any given time. And if you haven't taken enough action, then you go take action. Now, it leads to some really interesting behavior. So here's my life right now. Um, last Christmas, my wife bought me a Fitbit uh, because I, I was doughy. And so I got really into it. I tracked the stats. Um, and then just like it happens in lots of areas of our life, I went to charge my tracker, my activity tracker, my Fitbit, one point and I forgot that I had been charging it and I took off on a business trip and I didn't have my tracker and then I fell out of practice and I came back. I didn't even unplug the tracker and put it back on my wrist. It was just like a dumb thing and I fell out of practice. You know, a lot of times we have good habits and we just stop for actually no reasonable reason. And then all this positive momentum and activity we had is sort of lost, which was the case until uh, several weeks ago, a month ago, a couple months ago, I decided, all right, I got to jump back in this. So Fitbit is back on. I look at the, the tracker various times throughout the day. Just the other day, I looked down, it was the end of my business day and I only had 2000 steps. My goal is to move 10,000 steps, which is the equivalent of about five miles worth of activity. I had 2000 steps, which is super low. So what did I do? Well, when I took my daughter to gymnastics and when I was playing the indoor track monitor, if you've listened to this program before, you know that I love a few things in this world. One of them is being the voluntary self-appointed indoor track monitor at my daughter's gymnastics facility. When people break the rules, I issue them judgment tickets. They're mental tickets. I don't actually hand them anything or say anything to them other than they do get a dirty look because they're breaking the rules. Anyway, so when my activity is low, I just go to my daughter's gymnastics, the thing that night, if it's that night, and, and I, I walk until it's done. In fact, just the other night, I walked for two hours straight to get the activity I needed in. That is, that is taking action every day towards something you know is a healthy goal. And that's why Fitbits are so wildly popular. A, because when people see that you're wearing one, they think you care. And B, 
you, you really can keep your behavior in line and it's a, it's a good habit and, and it's good behavior. So what is the financial equivalent of this? Believe me when I tell you, there are companies all over this country trying to figure out what the financial equivalent of this is. Some people, uh, some, some people uh, have tried to develop financial Fitbits, true bracelets, things you wear that, that do things for you, that, that log certain financial activities. So I, I tend to think of it a little differently, though. I mean, if we're trying to find what is the equivalent of a financial Fitbit, I like to think of it sort of back when I was in sales years ago. I don't remember who came up with this system. So I'm about to credit some no one for something that's great. There was this uh, there was this point system. It was called like the 100-point day or something where you had to do certain activities and you had to score 100 points before you could leave your desk. Okay, so let, let's, let's give you an example. I'm making this up now because I don't remember. You know, a lot of times when I don't remember something I'm referencing, I will preference it by saying... I'm making this up because I don't remember. So now I'm just ruining everything for everyone. So here's how the point system worked, I think. <laughs> I'm making this up. Uh, let's say you needed 100 points before you could leave the office for the day. You got two points for an outbound call. You got five points for a handwritten note. You got 15 points for a set appointment. You got 20 points for uh, having an actual appointment that day. And you got 35 points for a sale. I totally just made all that up. But basically, that's what you did every day. And in sales, especially when you start out, you don't know the difference between activity and success. But activity leads to success, especially healthy activities. So what you did is you tried to give yourself points for healthy activities. Making outbound calls, that's a healthy activity. Writing a handwritten note, healthy activity. Having appointments, healthy activity. So once you got to 100 points, you could go home. And so what you would do is you would look up and it'd be 3.52 p.m. and you'd be wanting to get out of there in the next hour and eight minutes because it's nine to five. And you got 22 points. And not to, I'm, about, I'm about to get super weird. I was about to say not to get super weird, but you know what? I'm just going to get super weird. I'll just warn you first. A winner, a winner gets to 100 points before they leave. A loser leaves. I don't, I don't know why it has to be any different than that. I don't know why anyone would assess the situation any different than that. We've talked on this program a lot about the fact that people struggle because they refuse to set themselves up in a scenario in which they win and or lose. If you don't know whether you win or lose as you're trying to change behavior, you will never change behavior. Yes, I, most salespeople who, who did that scenario found themselves not needing to do it anymore because they created success with their behavior. It, it's, 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 it's like the Fitbit, back to it. I was having success with my activity. For some reason, I was like, all right, things are good. I don't need this anymore. Got rid of the Fitbit for a while, and then I couldn't see my belt. Then you needed the Fitbit again. I think that's also the idea of why people struggle in dieting, specifically nutrition. It's because they diet as opposed to change their lifestyle and decision-making on, on a permanent basis. An activity tracker is supposed to get you in the right habit, get the right behavior going, 
But if you let it fall off and you stop tracking your behavior, it's a pretty good chance you're going to fall right back into your old bad behaviors. From that sales 100-point day that I was suggesting, you should try that, first of all, for any activity that you want to make sure that you're tracking and that you want to be consistent. So let's develop a system here. This, this seems like I might have to write a column about this because, unfortunately, the only way I can really get my head around anything is if I write for three hours on it. But here's my first stab at it. These, this is how columns are created. We're doing it together right here, right now. What is the 100-point day for your financial life? All right. 100 points. Let's go to 10 points. <laughs> Let's go to 100. 100 seems like a lot. Let's go to 10 points. All right. If you, have a de if you make a deposit into savings... You get five points in any given day. Now, here's, here's the crazy thing. I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, what if I made a deposit yesterday? Well, hell, then you got five points yesterday. It's what have you done for me lately, buddy? What are you going to do today? Look, you can make a deposit every day. There's, there's no reason you can't. So if you make a deposit, you get five points. If, uh, well, maybe it's 10 points. See, this is why I got to work this out. It takes me three hours to come up with this stuff. But you see where we're going with this? Let's just determine what healthy behaviors are every day and then give yourself points and make sure that every day you're doing something financially healthy. This one just really fell apart, didn't it? Pay off a debt, make a deposit, have a meeting, track your expenses, teach your kid about money, take your kid to the bank. Yeah, I really need to flesh this out, don't I? <laughs> oh man that's hilarious it's not really that funny it's kind of sad i should have done that already all right so <laughs> you're going for a 10 point day check usa today uh, very soon once i flesh this out don't you love it I've, I've just taken the new medium which is uh podcasting and i've directed you to read a newspaper sometime in the next several weeks for a column that has not been written now that is professionalism. That's why you listen to this show, because you're like, oh man, I'm going to learn so much stuff in two weeks when he writes what he's thinking. <sighs> Sorry. All right, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to do the biggest waste of money of the week. It's Action Week here on the Million Dollar Plan. If you missed any of it, go to PeteThePlanner.com, download. Sorry about the inconsistency with the podcast recently. We've had some technical issues. And given that I was on road the most of the time, eh, didn't really help either. So we'll be consistent again. Uh, we're back at it. Two podcasts a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I thank you for your patience. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week. I'm Pete the Planner. Day, living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back, swift and enduring, I remain calm. 
swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This week's biggest waste of the money of the week is the Kobe Lawn Robot. Autonomous lawnmowers have been around for a few years now, but the Kobe Lawn Robot is far more than just a high-tech grass cutter. In the summer, it can keep your lawn mowed using weather forecasts to know when to cut and mulching the clippings to keep your yard healthy. In the fall, a separate module lets it clear both your yard and driveway of leaves. And during the winter, the snow module dutifully clears your driveway so you don't have to venture out in the cold unless you want to, of course. It's powered by quiet, efficient brushless motors and a lithium-ion battery and will automatically return to its charging station when it's running low on juice. So this has just been announced. This Kobe Lawn Robot is uh, there's only prototype. There is no pricing on it uh, so far because they're that early uh, in the process. And here's what I can tell you. Here's why it's the biggest waste of money of the week. I have two children. They are four and seven years old. I go outside to collect the leaves, to mow the grass, and to shovel the snow because I have two children who are four and seven years old. And I need the sound of a gas engine to dampen their noise. So if you have children, the Kobe Lone Robot is a terrible waste of mental health resources because my mental health refresher every week is to go outside and start a gas engine which drowns out their voices. Does this make me a bad parent? I don't know, but it makes me honest. That's all I have for you this week on the Million Dollar Plan. Thanks for listening. Go to PeteThePlanner.com. If you did all seven activities, I'm sending you a desk calendar. What a weird prize to win. You do seven activities, I send you a calendar with a picture of me on it. Oh, I'm clothed. Don't you worry. Sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I grade you love trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, it beats I burn, this I adjourn, it beats I burn. 
salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it?